Let's do another test. I, I'm not sure what you mean. Should how do we? Well, I'm I'm not in a position. I I I don't think that's relevant to. I mean, I I you get where I'm going. If I were a uh, like a fucking bureau, one of those guys that makes beats and samples. Yes, I would use the. the and like make some oh yeah some crazy big like acapella thing dude we could totally do we should do that we could do it you could make a serious backbeat with this I'm just I know you're trying to put the Definitely. but the whole fucking thing all of it. I oh, know this is what I'm, I, I'm not sure what yeah. you mean. Should how do we? Well, I'm I'm not in a position. I I, I even that's got a great great idiot. rhythm to it. Yeah. You know what we can do is we'll take all the sounds that we're retiring from the soundboard. Yep. And we'll make a sick track, bro. That would be sick. And then we'll sell it to like Nicki Minaj. For they like, can't. They can't all be as relevant as. It's even got a cup holder. How's that spot? Right. Some have got to go at some point. Right, dude. Right. Uh, I'm gonna just check the episode number really quick. Whoa. I believe I did see a. Uh, email come in from Boudankas. I'm going to guess we're at 168. I think we're at 163. God damn it. I don't think that. I know that because I just checked. Oh. So, um, ready? Those were our last plays? Yeah, 50-something. 52 plays. Is that what that said? Well, you don't have to uh, break the fourth wall. 54. 54 plays. Look at that. On the last episode. Why are we wasting this seven pounds of meat? All right, shall we? We shall. I'm so sure can. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the 163rd episode of I'm So Surecast. I'm your host, Tim I'm here with Tim Sullivan. Hello. We've got a fantastic show planned for you tonight. Fantastic. Wow, that's great. And we are just filled to the brim with fruit and protein. Oh, and, so good. And, and fucking spice. We had uh, my my co-host over here. That's me. And colleague. That's me also. I'm both of those. Made some steak tips with uh, pineapple and jalapeno. Yep. As uh, AOC would call it. A fucking bitch. And uh, it, was ama- it was amazing. It was pretty fucking goddamn good. And it's just the market basket steak tips, which... Oh, yeah. I remember many a time... Uh, just going there, grabbing a pack of steak tips. They were anywhere between nine to twelve dollars, maybe maybe fourteen for a for a bigger pack. And now, a medium pack is eighteen dollars. Will you Who shut is up, man? Listen? So, well, as uh, Bob, as uh, the lead Putin wasn't around back then. As the lead singer of the Wallflowers' dad once said. The times they are a changing. That is true. Tom Petty did say that. <laughs> um, great steak tips. Great, great meal. Um, you've been feeding me well since grill season has commenced. I love grill season. Me too. Can I tell you a little secret? I love grill season. I love grills. <laughs> that was my awful uh, gold number. Oh, reference. I got it. It I fucking lined right up with a memory in my brain. That pointed me right to the same thing. Where we I was on doing. top of a banister. Shouting yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Get to grill by the sea. 
Dude, I'll tell you what. I got this canker sore oh. in, in my mouth. Do you need some kank A? I put some on before I came here. Oh, Jesus. But whenever I eat, it kind of undoes the kank A. Yeah, it does. It's funny. It's the size. Kink-ay. In reality, it's the size of a freckle. But judging by your nerves, it's sending fifth- information to your brain. Yeah. It's the size of a, like if you... If you just skinned an apple straight down, mm. that's what's in my cheek. So it's it's thirty percent of your face. Yes, it's my entire cheek. If I were blind, I would go. I don't know what this is, but it's it's huge in my fucking mouth. Not here, and not here so much, but right here. <laughs> Tommy boy. Yep, that's a great scene. Well, fuck if it if the pain continues, you should call Bob blah blah. Well, the good news is yesterday was excruciating. Oh, that's great news. And today is a little better. So usually when the peak happens, the fall off tends to be quick. Oh, look at this. You wear this so much that you're wearing a hole in the elbow. No. Yep. Not that I care because it's been years at this point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right, Fox. I will say you got your fucking money's worth out of that. I did because we actually bought it. Same time. Remember when we went up to Merrimack? Uh, you can even fucking have mine if you want, if you love it that much. Because I don't wear mine. I don't like how the collar sits on my, on my fucking. It's a neck. it's a saggy collar. It's a saggy collar. Yeah, it's a faggy collar. This is good for nights like tonight, though, mm. where you don't actually need more than a t-shirt, but it it settles your mind that yeah, maybe it'll if, be a little cold. Yeah. What if it gets cold? I have because it's really of no consequence. If it's t-shirt weather out, because this isn't really adding that much. Right. But you know what I don't get? Why don't you tell me? If you can. Is a vest. Here's the thing about vests. I was just listening to a thing about this. Um, I do from time to time partake in a vest during the... Uh, during the vest season? During the late winter, early spring season. During when vest you, season. So when you take a Vespa to a restaurant and you're in the vestibule... And you're waiting for your oh no no table no, to be no 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 uh, oh yeah I guess yeah yeah um and I'll tell you it's tough because you got to wear them on a on a day where you can get away with not wearing a jacket but it's just chilly enough where that's the thing it has to be just it's, right it's such a narrow I'm gonna say vest weather is. Sunny, 55 degrees, no wind. Yeah. Any yeah. Anything, the, the, the uh, room for error is very small. The margin of error. Because here's the thing, right? So, you know, it's the morning, throw the vest on. I spend two seconds out in the elements getting into my car, okay? So, fine. Right. Drive to work. Takes a minute for the car to warm up, but that's fine. Get to work, spend... 15 seconds in the elements. Get like a Starbucks. Get like a Starbucks. Grab a backpack. And then I sit at my desk <laughs> with a window at my back, which can be a little bit drafty. Uh, so a tail window. Yeah. So you're back. A tailwind. Oh. Correct. And it could be a little drafty, a little chilly. Mm. The vest makes it. Because you, you, you're almost swaddled. Perfect. Yeah. Yes. It takes a little bit of the cool breeze off your neck. So, if anything, the argument for a, a vest would be it's for when you're in a drafty office. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Or what? like a or like a a cool spring day. A spring morning where you know it's going to go up 15 degrees yeah. within the next 4 hours. You know what if you're going to play golf and you know that it's going to be 70, you know, 4 degrees later. Yeah. But right now it's like 62. It would have like been 62. good for the uh, tee time at Far Corner. Yeah. When we're on the tee. Sure. Yes. I wonder. I feel like Matt Boucher is a vest guy. I could see him being a vestibule. DJ is probably a vest guy. I could see that as well. He probably wears a government issued vest. I don't think Ryan Allen would, would do a vest. I doubt he wears vests. I could see him as like a, uh, you know, like a, a hoodie that's like got stretched out sleeves. And it's like yeah. a little bit too big for him. It's white, but it's got stains on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The bounty is still out, by the way, for Ryan Allen. Seven and a half million dollars. Don't you? Oh, wait. Sorry. If you get seven dollars and fifty cents, if anyone can find Ryan Allen. Yeah. If you can find him and prove that you find him, we'll Venmo you seven fifty. Yep. And if you can convince him to call into the show, I think we got oh, fifteen bucks. I'll give you. I'll. Well, I'll throw that in myself. Thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. Fuck. Any or. He better sound like that. If somebody sees him in the wild and sends us a photo that you took, you can't just like screenshot somebody else's photo. You have to take the photo. Yeah, we'll pay for it. I'll pay. I will literally pay $17 for that. Yes. So, you know. So you'll pay actually more than you would out of your share for getting him to call in. Just that, for a sighting. I guess that's actually really stupid. I said It's 15. like National Geographic. Fuck. Okay, fine. I'll do... No, no, you say, you know what? I because I'm with you. 17 should be enough. If you can spot this man and take a picture, preferably with whatever day it is, newspaper in front of yeah. him, so we know that it's perfect. So we know that you're not fucking around. Then that would be great. Yeah, I guess. I guess you know it's a surprise how much money we'll send you. But we have friends that say they know his whereabouts, but I can't tell if they're fucking around or if they're serious. Like, I'm pretty sure Chris Ring, maybe not Chris Ring. Don't get mad, Chris, if it weren't you. Um, Somebody said they know where If it is. wasn't you, why did I say that? Um, Somebody said, or at least implied that they had seen him within the last couple of years. God, what a treasure he is. <sighs> a national treasure. He's like... Age, age was timeless. I can't even think of an analogous movie character. But they, maybe it's like Pat, Pat's cock or pussy from the movie Pat. I've not seen that. Movie. Where you don't know it's an androgynous character and you're not sure if it's a man or a woman. Huh. And every time they get an opportunity to confirm, it evades them. Like someone follows Pat into the bathroom and like right as they're about to kick the stall down, something happens or mm. all this stuff. That's what Ryan Allen feels like. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ryan Allen has a cock, but... No, no, Ryan Allen definitely has a cock. Wasn't comparing the evasion to not knowing his cock status. But I'm saying he is like Pat's cock. It's just elusive. It's elusive. Gotcha. It's constantly slipping through your fingers. Yes. Gotcha. Yes. We are officially on 
the same page. It's like, you know those movies where two characters are trying to find each other? And this is a giant cock. They're in a crowded area. Yeah. And the, the camera shows her going this way looking and then him going that way looking and it drives you fucking nuts. Yeah, like when um when when Shrek takes the potion that makes him really handsome mm-hmm. and then he goes back to the castle and he goes, Tell Fiona that Sir Sh- her husband Sir Shrek is here to see her. And then someone does, and then she she like comes running down the stairs. Right. And then he's like, Fiona? And she's like, Shrek? And then he turns the corner just as she comes down the stairs. And then, of course, he gets trapped in a bedroom with uh, the fairy godmother who's evil. Right. And they just can't seem to find each other. Drives you nuts. Then he can see her through the window, but he's yelling and, he, and she can't hear him. Yeah, I hate that crap. Just like that. The other thing I hate with movies. Yeah. Particularly horror movies. Of which I, think that of happens, which I know you're not sorry. a fan. I think that happens in in uh, um, you've got mail. Well, it does. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Doesn't it? Well, because he knows her, but she doesn't know him. I'm trying to think. Right. I love the movie You've Got Mail, uh, but I'm trying to think of when. I'm trying to think of another movie that definitely happens then, because it happens all the goddamn time. Happens all the goddamn time. But uh, if, also, it's like that Seinfeld episode that was never written, but Jerry always talks about like the the what the sh- the one that got away in a certain thing. The idea was all these tropes that are typically in sitcoms. Yeah, where this whole scenario, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but it'd be like you think that. You're going out to dinner with some smoking hot girl because the roommate picked up the phone and all this confusion happened. And then she thinks she's going out to dinner with somebody else. Yeah. All, just all these tropes. Yeah. Yeah. That what Seinfeld wanted to do, or the writers wanted to do, was throughout the entire episode have setups like that where like the audience is like, oh, I know where this is going. Yeah. But it get resolved immediately and never go anywhere as it would in real life. Because <laughs> yeah. that's such a huge thing with movies. Like, I don't want to give anything away, and I won't, but in the new Stranger Things season, which is fantastic, it's really yeah. great. Yep. There's a girl, and this happens in like the first episode, so I'm, it's not going to be uh, upsetting to anyone um, who's afraid of spoilers. This innocent kid, but he's kind of a punk, but he's not really a bad guy, but the whole town hates him. Mm. Got long hair, you know, whatever. He's like Sid from Toy Story. Oh, except for well, the long yeah, hair. Yeah, Sid was actually a piece of shit. But actually, he wasn't really. They were toys. Yeah, he was they were toys and he was a kid. And he was just like outside minding his own business. Yeah, you're right. Fucking- Sid doesn't It's like the what we talked about the Breakfast Club, how the, the Breakfast Club principal is a great fucking guy. Yeah. And Obviously, Sid's a little deranged, but he's a little fucked up. They, he thinks they're inanimate objects. Yeah, it's not his his fault. His parents are probably fucking, you know, neglecting him. Well, I because they're like passing on the couch and doing heroin. But I grew up with toys. I didn't treat them like people. Did you? I would throw toys off down the fucking stairs. Yeah, I'd smash them to fucking bits. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
Uh, what were we talking about, Fox? Plot twist. I am. Oh, upset. in Stranger Things, right? Right. And again, I'm highly complimentary of this new season. It's great. But it's just the classic audience member comparing it to real life. So the girl goes to the punk kid's house because she's this pretty cheerleader, but she's like super stressed out. So she wants to buy like, uh, I don't know, some amphetamines, whatever. And so the kid's like, yeah, yeah, just come to my trailer, whatever, I'll help you out. So he's getting ready upstairs, and then she's possessed by this fucking thing. Yeah. And she elevates uh, like five feet off the ground. All the bones in her body break. Oh, God. Her eyes are bleeding, and then she's fucking dead. Right? Yeah. So anyway, the kid fucking panics because he's like, I don't know what that fucking thing is. Right. So he leaves. I'd fucking freak out. But now the cops find a dead girl in his trailer. So he, the cops are like, well, it had to be this kid. Because we saw eyewitnesses that they were in the, went into the trailer together. Yeah. Anyway, so the kid's on the run from the cops. Yeah. It's on the lam. Because he's scared and didn't do anything, but knows how it looks. You know what I mean? So then the other little kids find him because they're friends with him. Yeah. So they got their walkie-talkies and yeah, they oh, yeah. figure out a way to... Get with their coffee cans with strings between them and shit. Yeah, so they find him and he's hiding out in this boathouse. And uh classic hiding spot. And then anyway, that night, the kids helping him hear that another kid was possessed. And as the audience, you watch this happen. Mm, Same yeah. thing. Uh-huh. He elevates five feet, bones crack. And as an and so now now the kid's like, oh, now I'm really fucked. Now that I think I committed two murders. Right. So as an audience member, you go, this is no, this is what you do, dude. Yeah. I already have. I already know you're going to say you go to the fucking cops. Yeah. You're locked in a cell. Yeah. That night or the next night, someone elevates and gets all their bones broken. And then the cops go, oh, shit. It obviously wasn't this kid. Yeah. Or or what I was thinking, even before I knew that there was a next person that died was, listen, I know this looks bad. Perform an onto- autopsy, you'll find that literally every single bone in her body is broken. There's no way that I could have possibly fucking done that. Well, yeah, that's a good point. So you do that. I'll wait in jail while you figure out that it's not possible that I fucking did this. That's actually a good point. You could have done either or. Right. And if you did the thing that I did, then it would have also, as you said, that would have been another piece of evidence to make me innocent. That another it happened to another while person they're doing while the autopsy and you're on the jail cell, it happens again. Exactly. Eggs Zachary. Day. But I get I get that the uh suspension of uh disbelief. Actually, Norm McDonald always had a uh good question on that. Because the phrase is suspension of disbelief. And he's like, shouldn't it be the suspension of belief? Because yeah. in the movies. Why would I be in disbelief? Like, this wouldn't fucking happen. Yeah. But then I suspend my disbelief. And now I believe. Right. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe in some weird way it is right. Frankly, we're not sure. We're going to wait and see. Like, I don't get I don't get how the phrase humble is used. Like, when someone gets... uh nominated to be on the Supreme Court and they go, I am humbled to be here today. Shouldn't you feel more cocky than ever in your life? It's a huge achievement. 
Yeah. It let, is. Me look, let me look up humble. I know what you're saying. But it's the same thing. It's like the word sanction and sanction mean the same thing. Like, wouldn't somebody taking like your house and all of your money and making you poor and homeless, that, that would, would be, be humbling. humbling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with everyone? Bunch of goddamn uh, motherfucking idiots. Maybe they mean it because they realize how lucky they are to be bestowed this opportunity that that's humbling because you can actually appreciate that's got to be what it is okay fine i used to be a cocky federal court judge and i'm just using this as an example because the highest thing i can think of is being a supreme court justice yep so when you're a federal prosecutor you're like yeah i'm the fucking man fuck these people and then you get nominated to the supreme court and you're like oh shit this is the big leagues like I'm uh, actually actually lucky to be here. Right. See, I figured it out. Good point. See, good. this is another good bar conversation. Yeah. Two guys sit at the bar. You know what I never said? Uh, when when people that get these great accomplishments say they're humbled by it. Then the bartender's got a got a uh, a rag stuffed in a glass, and he turns around and he goes, I know, right? Yes. Yeah, he's twisting yeah. Uh, clockwise. Right. Or half clock. Right. Yeah. And then another guy comes out of the bathroom and he's like still kind of zipping up his fly and he goes, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, and then you go, never mind, we figured it out. And he goes, oh, fuck me, right? Goes, fuck me, I guess I'm humbled. And then that kid, um, then that kid Patrick Ryan comes up to you and goes, yeah, you have two dollars. You had, it's so funny where we were dealing with this <laughs> fucking drunkard, Patrick, who came out of nowhere all of a sudden, he showed up every week to the open yeah, mic. was never there, showed up, was there every single Tuesday for like three months, and then never showed up again. And he was always fucking cocked. Well, you, yeah, you just did his impression, but... And then you go to me one day, you're so fucking fed up, and you go, do you ever notice this fucking asshole's lips never touch? <laughs> and I was like, it's so true, and ever since that, yeah, when he talked, his lips would never touch. Do you want to go fucking get... Like there's no B's or P's or nothing that where your lips touch. Nothing. Such an interesting um, case study for human interaction because I would be looking at him simultaneously going, all right, this is a sad kid. He's wasted probably on pills. Obviously his life is a disaster. This is just sad that he got this way, but also was daydreaming about punching him in the face repeatedly. Right. Just beating the shit out of him. I just feel bad for anyone who's like, uh, his lips don't touch. (laughs) (laughs) Their goal for the evening is lived $2 at a time. Yes. How can I get either $2 to buy a beer or convince someone to buy me a $2 beer? Yeah. And uh, that's like their only concern. Remember uh, Young Trigger? How, how could I forget? So, again, at the time, the chit chat was uh, it'd be like two bucks for a draft beer. Yeah. Um, PBRs or. Yeah. Because at the time, the people in charge were completely fucking. Well, you shut Who is up, man. Listen? But um, <laughs> you would. He would butter you up 
Like he'd see me at the bar and he'd be like, yo, Tim, what's up, man? Yo, what's good, player? And I knew he was only there because he wanted two bucks. Yeah. But he's going through this charade of saying, hey, man, what time you guys on? And you're like, right. and then so eventually it's like, you know what it's like? The guys that get uh, rubbing tugs, right? Yeah. The guys that get the happy ending that don't really that are very timid yeah they start off and they lie on their stomach so they're facing down yeah and they go through the charade of this being a massage well don't you like want a massage before the tug isn't that don't you want the rub before the tug the the types of people that rub aren't good the types of people that tug aren't good rubbers okay that makes sense actually you just you know, let's be honest. You're there for a hand job. You're either a rubber or a tugger. You're never or both. Exactly. But you're there for the tug, right? Otherwise, you would have gone to a. So most guys that are nervous, most guys that are nervous, they'll go and they'll lie down. Nervous. No, sorry, most. I'm J.K. I I, dude, I'm talking even weirder than normal because of my canker. Because of Patrick too. But yeah, go on. Yeah. You know they'll lie down, pretend everything's normal. And then they, they'll say things like, oh, yeah, I really got this like knot in my shoulder. This. Yeah. And then they wait 15 minutes of the shitty massage and then they'll flip over. Right. right. Uh, a real man walks in. Not that I'm condoning any of this. Yep. A real man walks in, lies on his back. And he goes, let's just get to this. He goes, more lube this time. Last time, my fucking <laughs> dick hurt. And he's out of there in six minutes. So that's what I started doing with. And as he's like walking out, he like picks up the phone and starts like a convo with someone. He's like, yeah, dude. So what's up? Yes. Yeah. All right. I'll be there in 15. Yeah. 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 Just it's all it's all a ruse. Yeah. To make himself feel more normal. Yet he keeps he's clearly so uncomfortable with this, but he keeps going back. But um, and that's kind of what young Trigger ended up doing to me was he used to do the whole, Hey, what's up, man? And then he just to continue the analogy would just go in and lie on his back right away. He'd come in and be like, Hey man, you got, uh, you got like two bucks for a beer. So, and I, and it's, it's honestly, it was worth the price of him not talking to me. But, and then you'd say, but Maybe he's a genius, but young Triga, you told me that you played a show in front of 6 million people last summer. Yeah. Uh, don't, shouldn't you be buying me the beer? Also, what are you doing in a uh, bar in Haverhill? I go, yeah, that was so funny. Young Trigger, what, what was your biggest show? Crowd. Oh shit, man. He goes, oh, uh, let uh, me think a minute. Uh, he goes, I played in low 15,000. Um, oh no. Yeah, I know. It was when I opened up for Jay-Z. We had like it was a free concert. It was like six million people there, and we just both look at each other and go. <laughs> I'm sure if that were true, like that wouldn't be the immediate answer, right? And by the way, if anyone wants to look it up, it's Young Trigger, C H R I G G A, right? And I think we looked up the largest concert in history. Yeah, it's like Rod Stewart, or at was... least at the time, it was like 1.6 million. Yeah. And it was on a beach in like Venezuela or something. Venezuela. Young. Let's see if he's still around. And um, definitely not putting us on the same fucking plane as Joe Rogan. But Joe Rogan said that one of like the worst things ever. And I totally agree with this. I just watched a bird land. Yo, this is him. I found him. It landed on that post and just shit its brains out. 
This actually just happened? Yeah, right fucking there. But either way, I'm um, sorry. Joe Rogan was like, oh, one of the worst things, especially in like LA. Oh, that's your boy. He's got dreads now and shit. Let's see how many followers. His but eyes are like sleepy. He has 2,400 followers. But people would, ju- people would just come up to you and uh, give you like a whole spiel and they'd butter you up. And the, the entire time they're talking, you know that they're only doing this to ask for something. And you just have to go through the motions of fucking pretending to care about what they're talking about, knowing that the whole time. And it's true. When, when you can sense that somebody's going to ask a favor of you and they're just wasting your time with small talk, it's like, good fucking Lord, dude, what do you, what? Yeah, because they're Trojan horsing the favor yeah. w- in conversation. And you can smell it from a fucking mile away. There's no point. You might as well just lay on your fucking back. Yeah. And, and, I'll, and I'll either jerk you off or, or punch you in the balls and leave. That's the key. It's laying on their back. I, gu- I guarantee you every rub and tug masseuse... Some guy lies in his stomach. And they're like, Jesus Christ, dude. We all know where this is going. This guy's going to make me fucking rub his shoulder blades for eight minutes with with Vaseline. You flip over now. <laughs> uh, but it's been five seconds. Uh, yeah. Why don't you flip over now, and then we'll see if you still want the back rub in, <laughs> in three minutes. <laughs> Um, the fucking armrest in this thing is completely gone. Yeah, it's just, just like, like my uh, it's like wood now. Just like my shoulder. Yeah, and this quarter zip. But the other thing, the problem with that too, people like Young Shriga, is it punishes politeness because every time you meet a guy like that, where like you just said with Rogan, you know, the end of the story is getting to a favor. Yep. It turns you into a cynical person that is very short with people. Yep. And that's not good for anybody. No, it's not. Yeah, but, so like, you know, people are like, oh, this celebrity is such a dick. It's like, no, that celebrity is just asked for shit for favors all fucking day long. So they've gotten to the point where they either have to be a dick or just waste their entire oh, life. Oh, I give all celebrities a pass. Like, for, for I mean... TMZ style stuff. And people are so fucking dumb. Like, if you see a celebrity you love, the max you're going to do is like, hey man, just want to let you know I'm a big fan. Have a great day. Keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And they're not going to f- freak out. That's it. When you go, hey man, I fucking, you know, I saw you in uh, in uh, San Francisco one time and you know, they- I'm also a stand-up comedian. Uh, I'm actually playing uh, in, in fucking... Uh, San Francisco on Tuesday the 3rd. You should come down. Actually, my parents have a place down the street. You should come hang out, dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, you should come hang out. With the- Can I? I'll buy you a beer. Oh, where are you going now, bro? Can I come with you? Like, how about just fucking leave the person alone? And the hilarious part is so, in your example, the shitty comedian that you were just being. Yeah. If he had someone come up to him and goes, We played a show together like a year ago, you were fucking awesome. I, you probably don't remember me. It was some random fucking show. The kid that was just annoying the shit of the celebrity is going to start going like, yeah, all right, dude. You, like, <laughs> I got to get going. No one likes this shit. It's like, but it's the same thing with uh, sexual attraction. Because Even if someone went up to Mark the Shark and was like, oh, man, I saw you in the belly room one time and you weren't really that good. But he'd be I, rubbing I his saw belly you. looking at his phone. Exactly. He'd be rubbing his belly looking at his phone and being like, oh, yeah. I think they named it the belly room after him. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other thing with Mark the Shark, 
but not just Mark the Truck, actually. Isn't now's like the worst time to try to make it in comedy because everyone forgets. Like even in the new George Carlin documentary, which I didn't watch, but I yeah. watched the uh, I watched the trailer and then I watched like a featurette. You have John Stewart, Judd Apatow, and Stephen Colbert celebrating George Carlin's middle finger that he would hold up to the establishment. Right. Am I really supposed to stomach a documentary where Stephen Colbert, who literally has every establishment politician on a show, and he just fillets them and just cannot stop jerking them off. So, And this guy's celebrating. He feels like he's part of George Carlin's mentees. Right. It's too much. So when you said fillet, does that mean suck the cock of? Yeah, I was trying to be polite for the... Uh, I like that. I didn't... I never, I guess, realized you could say, you could do that. Yeah. It yeah. makes all of the sense of the it's world. It's a lot just, good when you're trying to, you know, when certain people are around that you don't want to uh, offend. Right. Because even when you know what it oh, is, it, it's a lot lighter on the ears. Right, dude. Losing. Oh, if, 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 you, if, you, if, if you already know the answers to your questions, then why ask? Pig fuck! Can you... He's one of those guys. Can you even imagine how many great fucking... Philip Seymour Hoffman movies we would have had if he had just stayed alive. Oh, so many more. He was the best. I said to my mom the other day, "Who the fuck was it?" Um, I was going like I was calling my mom a pig fuck the other day. I thought of him and I just thought, (laughs) "God damn, too soon." You like Huey Lewis on the nose? Didn't say that. They're okay. That's they're okay. (laughs) But um. She was down here like rearranging my shit, being like, throw that fucking rug around away. It's a piece of shit. I'm going to get you a new one. Take that fucking bookcase. Turn it on its side. The feng shui is all bullshit. Move that fucking other bookcase because it's blocking all the sunlight. Did all this shit. Made the place super. Yeah, by the way, folks, way she better. was right. She was right. The, the fucking color and pattern on a rug literally changes the size of the room visually by like 30%. Imagine how much bigger casinos would look if they just had white carpet. Oh my god, it would be terrifying. Um, but we're, I was like moving the vinyl records from from one bookcase to another, and there was one that fell out. And she was like, "Oh, I love her, or whatever." And then said something about like when she died, blah blah blah. I was like, "She died at twenty seven by any chance?" Uh carpet the carpenters. Oh yeah, and she was like, "Yeah, I think she did actually." I was like, "Yeah, there's like this whole." Like phenomenon of amazing musicians and actors and shit that all die at twenty seven. Yep. From like crazy events. She's like, No fucking way. I'm like, Yeah, yeah. Twenty seven. Then she goes, Jim Croce died at twenty seven. I'm like, I know. See, that's one of them. It is such a weird number. And then I started like reading her list and she was like, No way. It's also bizarre at how much material and how big of stars these guys were by twenty seven. Yeah. Like that was me five years ago. The day the music died, bro. I wasn't doing shit five years ago. I was. Let's see Paul Allen's card. I was down jacking off in San Francisco, San Diego, or is it San Francisco? Sabrina, don't just stare at it. Eat it. It was uh, San Diego. San Diego, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I love how. So the I think the subtitles are wrong because for what now? Esteban has bitten. Hey. 
Is he dead? Yes, the boy was eaten. He was swallowed whole. No! Killed! And then Klaus goes, he's got hydrogen, hydrogen psychosis, crazy eye. Then he goes, Steve, they think you've got crazy eye. That's what he says. He says, Steve, yes. they think you have crazy have crazy eyes after he says it. Right. But the subtitles say They think you have it. Steve, we think you have crazy eye. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any it removes like a very big layer of comedy from the whole fucking Yeah, scene. because I'm putting out this claim and then I'm immediately letting myself off the hook with being the one that's Exactly. Said. Yeah. But like I when I was at Kev's house, the subtitles were on. And I was like, wait a minute. There's no way he says they. And well, if you listen to it, he doesn't say they. Well, a lot of subtitles um, are just kind of half-ass work anyway. Right. Because I'm like, I'll put on subtitles a lot when I watch movies. Steve, they think you have crazy eye. And I notice a lot of times they get shit wrong. And that's all there is to it. And he's like, um, uh, Klaus, if you ever if you ever lay a hand on me again, I will kick your goddamn teeth in. Is that understood? And he goes, not if I don't see you first, Sonny. <laughs> I just think it's like the most ridiculous fucking response. Man, Willem Dafoe, another fucking treasure. That guy is so good. Classic. You know what? He's like one of those characters. So, yeah, my, he can pl- he can play. Uh, my mom's one of these people that. I guess it's a compliment to the actor, but if, all right, take someone like Anthony Hopkins, right? Yep. Hannibal Lecter. Yep. My mom knows him as Hannibal Lecter, as do most people. Obviously, that wasn't his first movie, but that was his biggest role. Yeah. He could be in a romantic comedy. Uh Uh-huh. And my mom would be like, oh, I don't like him. I could see him being like the... Um, host at a nice fancy restaurant. Yes, you know, but they can't, or right. my mom can't, right? Because he's just always a fucking villain. You need to see someone in a different role, and I think Willem Dafoe. I always thought he was like this. He was always this creepy villain. Yeah, no. I'm and then when you. you see him in comedic roles, you're like, yep. this guy's hilarious. Yeah, he could play like a serious. Like detective or police officer, he can play like a Batman villain. Yes, he can play a childish German uh, sailor who who does who treats his captain as his father. Well, the the best actor of all time for me, my favorite actor of all time, I should say, is Jack Nicholson, and he was the best at that because he could play super nice guys super villains and everyone's just like oh yeah jack's fucking classic he's the man he's the man because you actually believed he was the fucking cool guy because he is a cool guy yes but uh so yeah and i think a lot of these people they fuck themselves over by going on social media because a lot of the glamour yes and the fourth wall was Torn down. Yep. Because even celebrities I like. Um, all right. I'll give you an example. We both like John Mayer. Yep. John Mayer on social media. He's hilarious. So we liked him more because of that. Because we never really knew how funny he was. Right. But also, wouldn't you have 
a much probably more amazing visual of his life if it was just left up to your imagination. Yeah. Because when you can see it, you're like, well, I'm now I'm not picturing this fucking so, secret glamorous life. This is part. And of- I fucking hate celebrities. I know they're all yeah. assholes. But I'm just saying from the perspective of a PR uh, idea. Yeah. You're this better is, off leaving it to the imagination. This is part of the reason why nobody... <clears throat> and, and I'm comparing like, you know, fucking 15 years ago to now. Why nobody cares about like the Oscars or the Emmys yes. or any of that shit anymore because back in the day there were these, you know, superhuman people that were put on pedestals and all you know of them is oh they're like super famous and they're fucking a god yes. or a goddess. Agreed. But now that you can go on Twitter and read their every thought, you go, Oh, this is just a normal fucking idiot. They've revealed themselves to be flawed morons. Yeah. So Louis C. K. So no one cares. Louis C.K. said it the best when he was talking about when he started acting for a show. And by the way, it's very weird. I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, but the show Louis is one of my favorite oh, shows of all time. I, the, just the scene where he takes all the groceries he just bought and just oh, throws them in the trash. Because he has to shunning. shit. Yeah. Dude, I mean, but that show was so good. As good as it gets. Uh, but they took it away because he consensually whacked off in front of two women. Right. Uh, but anyway, uh, he, he said, he goes, yeah, he goes, the best actors in the world, and because he, he was saying this when he started learning how to act, but also he was a, you know, he was directing a lot too, so he was working with great actors. Yep. And he goes, yeah, he goes, the best actors are the ones that are just, uh, just blank canvases because they can throw away all of what happened before and just become this thing now that the script calls for. Right. So because these aren't deep people, because by definition, and he goes, which I thought is so funny, he goes, the best actor ever is an empty coffee cup. <laughs> because it's going to allow me as a director to just pour whatever the role is into it. Yeah. So by definition, the better an actor you are, likely the dumber and emptier you are inside. Right. Because you're able to just... Be molded. Yeah. Like a piece of Play-Doh. Another reason why Jack Nicholson's my favorite actor of all time, 90% of every role he plays is Jack Nicholson. 90%? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. He's not... Not that character actors aren't great, but the real test of a movie star is do you kind of get to play yourself? Right. Because that's what you want. Kevin Costner plays Kevin Costner in every movie. That's why he's a movie star. Right. Well, I guess Johnny Depp's a movie star, but he doesn't do that. But also, the Dude. other thing with Johnny Depp uh. is... Um, how is he really a good actor? I mean, not like really. But like... Yeah, he is. But like, all right, you're a completely... You're a completely normal dad yeah totally nerdy boomer dad is he a boomer or a gen xer it's probably what's the cutoff for boomer I don't 60 really know. 68 69 um, let's see when he was born. actually i think he's not a boomer he's really probably a gen boomer. xer yeah seems seems legit 
I mean, um, fuck, you know? Not that it really matters. I mean, fact. But if he is a boomer, that's going to be a different story. Oh, he's well into boomer category. Really? He's, he was born in 1963. Jay? So he's three. He's three years younger than my mom. So he's. If you said to Johnny Depp, "I need you to play a nerdy boomer dad who's obsessed with his lawn and wears New Balances," and you all you want to do is just you're a single dad and you're a dweeb and you want to help your kids get through school. I don't think he could play that part. Probably couldn't. Because he can't play a normal guy. But maybe he could, but I don't think he could. He's a good actor in the sense that when I watch his shit, I'm like, you know, I'm in this universe now. Right. But is he really good? Because I don't think he could play a normal guy. Frankly, I see your point. Not really a great point. No, but I see it. The point is celebrities are stupid and it's their fault for revealing they're stupid because no one in 1998 had any idea Meryl Streep was an idiot. All right, folks, folks, Jesus Christ. Settle down. Jesus. Going to make us have to get, like, uh, security and shit. All right. We got an email here from Matt Boucher. Hey. All right. Wow. It came in early. It did come in early. All right. Matt Boucher. I am pro alarm clock, but very anti snooze button. There should be a setting where you have to input if you're married or single. Married are not allowed to snooze. The single folk can snooze to their heart's content. Setting an alarm and hitting snooze twice essentially wakes up your, you and your spouse three times when he she did not have an alarm set in the first place. Be an adult, set an alarm, and get up. And then the asterisk, not speaking from personal experience. So, I actually completely concur. No, I do agree with this. Um, Sometimes... I am guilty of hitting the snooze. I do hit the snooze from time to time. However. Bless you. That was cute. However, the main impetus for me immediately getting up is from the selflessness that is inspired for me sharing a bed with a spouse. It actually helps me get up because I feel the same guilt that Boo is describing here. Right. Now, I can be guilty for a... Oh, here's a perfect example. Oh. This happened today. Oh, Jesus. So I set the alarm for 6.15 Mm. to go to the gym. Yeah. So I set two alarms, one for 6.15 and one for 6.30. No, 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 no. This isn't what happened. I set one alarm. I hit the snooze. I knew I was waking up. For some reason, I just, I was like, I need five minutes. Mm. But my phone has a little countdown to yep. the next alarm. Yeah, yeah. So I hit the snooze, but it was only to lay in bed. I know what you're thinking. Why even hit the snooze? No, that's what I do that just in case. But I was very conscious to turn it off with like three minutes to spare. Oh. So I agree with what he's saying. If you're sharing a bed and you're hitting the snooze every five minutes, you're just fucking over everybody in the room. 
Yeah. You're being a real dick. You're being a real piece of shit. And um, I will set mine for about 6.15 every day. Depends. Um, and sometimes, it, sometimes I wake up like five minutes before the alarm right. even goes off. And those are the great days. When that happens, you know you're going to have a fucking great day. Right. You fucking get up. You take a piss. You fucking... You know, start putting your fucking running shorts on. Alarm goes up. Sometimes I'm in the middle of my run across the street and my music stops and my headphones. Oh, that's the I go, what the fuck is that? And I go, oh, my alarm. Yep. That's when you know you're going to have a good day. When you woke up like 30 minutes before your fucking alarm. Yes. But then some days alarm goes off. You are just groggier than absolute shit. You get up, you take a piss. You just like still can't even open your eyes. Right. You go back in bed with the snooze button running. Just give me like fucking 20 more minutes, dude. And then, you know, it goes off once. Snooze again. goes off once. You get the fuck up. Which is hilarious because most snoozes are like five to ten minutes. They're nine minutes. So you're not going to feel better anyway. You're not. Either shut the alarm off. Or fuck up. Or get up. Right. Yeah, I totally concur. If you share a bed, you do not get to hit hit the snooze. That's fair. I it's think that's shit fair. behavior. I think that's very fair. If you share it's a bed, thing if you want to keep waking up incrementally for the nine minutes at a time, if there's another phone within a meter, you like how I'm using meters because I'm fucking fancy. Whoa! Within a meter, very European of you of your phone, maybe two meters. Two meters. I do two meters, maybe one meter. Two meters. Nah, I sleep in a king, so that's probably two meters. What's the width of a king? Two meters. Is it? I don't know. But uh, if your phone detects another phone within two meters, it disables. Ooh. It disables the snooze button. That's a good idea. You like that? I like that. Yes. It's like two positive ends of a magnet. Yeah. It's not gonna, not gonna stick. And you know how everyone has like, I mean, I don't sleep with Apple Watches though. Me either. Karen has a Fitbit though. But there should be like a, like a, because it's kind of shitty to sleep with a watch on. It's like, you know, you fucking can punch yourself in the face with it and shit. Right. But there should be like an, like an electrocuting wristband mm. where like if your alarm goes off for fucking, I don't know, one minute. Yeah. And you don't shut it off. You start getting electrocuted. In like small increasing amounts. That's a good until point. You're fucking either awake or dead. And if it kills you, then fuck you. <laughs> I can see that being a big seller. You're a piece of shit. Well, if you're not a teenager, uh, you're not comatose in the mornings. Like I remember people would be like, Oh dude, I gotta I they would set their alarm on their phone. Yeah. And then put the phone on the bureau. Yeah. So if they wanted it to stop, they have to get out of bed. Right. But I'm like, that's just you being completely lazy. And also, if you're that tired, where well, you need to do that to get up, here's what you're really going to do. You're going to walk to the bureau and then just climb back in bed. Yeah, here's an idea. Go to bed earlier. Yeah, that really is the key. If you go to bed between 10 and 11 every night, you're never really going to have an issue. Listen, okay. I used to go to bed every night at 12.30, 1 o'clock, 
sometimes 1.30, okay, during the week. Would be up all night, sitting at my computer, browsing the web, playing fucking video games, whatever. Next day, alarm goes off, snooze. Alarm goes off, snooze. Alarm goes off, snooze. Then I fucking eventually get up, take a shower, get dressed super quick, run out the door, get to work, feel like I'm behind all fucking day, super tired, falling asleep at my desk by fucking two o'clock. Now, if I go to bed by 1030, Oh, 11 o'clock, maybe. I'm waking up before my alarm even goes off at 6 o'clock. Frankly, it's amazing, folks. I'm waking up. I've got lots of energy. Energy pouring out of my pores. Okay. I get up. I take a whiz. I go to the bathroom, don't I? Then I put my running shorts and shoes on. And I'm out the door. And I have a great day. Fantastic day. That's- Just by going to bed one and a half hours earlier. It changed my goddamn life, folks. It changed it his can change life. Yours. You just got to stick to it, folks. Just stick with the program. That's the key. Well, you know, they say sleep is free medicine. <laughs> but yeah, all you have to do really is go to bed early. Just go to bed earlier. And your I life guarantee will change. you more than diet, more than... <laughs> More than seeing a therapist, more than anything else, if you go to bed, if you get eight plus hours a night, that's going to fix like 80% of your problems. If I get at least seven hours of sleep, I'm a different person. If I get like five, piece of shit. Total piece of shit. He really is. I've seen him. Consider wrapping my mouth around a fucking... The business end of a revolver. Exactly. I just... I can't have it. You can't do it, folks. I also learned today. So I didn't really want to go, but oh. So when you go to the masseuse I go to, at the end of the massage, she goes, "Okay, so let's book your next one." Okay, right? So now you have the choice of being like, "Oh yeah, let's book it." Or you can be a dick and be like, "No, fuck you. I don't want to book another one," right? This is more than the budget of my whole project. It's an estimate. Now, those of you that know me know I'm fucking pussy, okay? So obviously I just go, yeah, yeah, let's book it. And then I'm like, I'll figure out, you know, later how to get out of this. And then I forget. Well, see you later. I forget to get out of it. So then I'm stuck. I have to go. So I'm not a dick. Right? Right. Because the worst thing that you can be in the world is a dick. You're a big guy. Right? So, uh, so I, last time, like four weeks ago, I booked today as, an, as a fucking massage appointment at fucking nine o'clock, which or yeah, nine o'clock, which is like a shitty fucking time, dude. I want to usually nine o'clock on a Tuesday. Yeah. I want to be like at the office at 830. Yeah. You know what I mean? What the hell is even that? So now instead, I have to drive to like Tim's parents house, basically Tim's dad's house, basically for like eight fifty. Right. He's absolutely right. Be there for an hour. Now it's 10 o'clock. Now we have to drive back home and shower to get all the fucking like massage oil off. Oh, right. And put f- fucking office clothes on, then drive to the office. Then I'm not getting to the office until fucking like 11 o'clock. Oh, that's toast. If he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. And... um. And from the massage table, I can like hear your dad making his morning pot of coffee. That's how close it is to your house. 
I know it is very close. But um, what I found out today is after this is like a giant cock. after like uh, I don't know what the specific time is, but I'm gonna just go with like nine forty-five. Dunkin' Donuts must bench their A players. And they they put the B players on the on the court. Yeah, that's what I would do if I ran one. Because when I'm at Dunkin' Donuts at like, you know, seven forty five, the unbelievable snappy. We're fucking ripping. Right. Hi, welcome to Dunkin' Donuts. What can I get you today? Hey, can I just get an iced black coffee? Yeah, sure, honey. Pull right up. Pull up, and then there's the big. They're ready for war. They're fucking ready, and and there will be six cars. Each car takes about twenty seconds. Right. That's the that's the fucking A squad. Each car about twenty seconds. Uh, a slow car is about forty five seconds. So then I get up to the window. There's my usual lady. She's older. She's probably about. Uh, I want to say she's probably like sixty six. Heavier, and she goes, "Hey, sweetheart, how are you? How are we nice. doing today?" And I give her the card, and she swipes it. And she gives me my coffee and she usually says something like, be safe out there, dear. Or, you know, have a great day or. Or. Stop crying, you shriveling yes. ass. Stop your nonsense. Or enjoy your weekend if it's Friday. And I go, right. I go, you too. Love you. And then I, sorry. And then I drive away. <laughs> Today, I tried to go at fucking like 1035. You're kidding. Three motherfucking cars took 15 minutes. Yeah, so they got the B squad like, or the C squad. Holy motherfuck. If it was like this every day, I would never go. No. But because I know that even if but there's... But they know that if it was like that in the morning, right. no one would ever go. When I know that even if there's like eight cars, which is like a pretty long line, it, I usually drive away if there's 10. Right. Or I'll go inside, which is fine. You know. And the only people that go inside are the people that drive a work truck that's too big to go through the drive-thru. Right. So when I go inside, it's only me and like landscapers. It is amazing though how going inside so easy so saves fast. everyone so much time. So much time. No like, one will do it. I remember like it was a total. I hate the phrase life hack because it's so. Oh, uh, what a fucking loser! But yeah, it's I know. So fucking zoomer. Can't stand it. So cringe, bro. It's so, and it's always the dumbest shit. Like, yeah, like those little life hack videos that you'll see on like Instagram or whatever are the dumbest shit. It's, it's like cut this two liter uh, soda bottle in half and run a string through it so that you can um, make a bird feeder. It's yeah. like that's that's not a fucking life hack, dude. That's like a second grade art project. Yeah, it's like you are a life hack. You can unbend a um, a paperclip and clean out the speaker on your phone. Oh. Cool. Not a life hack. No, that's not a life hack. That's something a hack told me to do. And then I tell them to get a life. (laughs) (laughs) One one of my all-time favorite uh, insults. Get a life. Yeah, get a life. Really just cuts to the the core. Um, Oh, Oh. but to to use their Zoomer vernacular, a real life hack is... Uh, anytime you go to Dunkin' Donuts or Heavenly ever, go inside. It will literally cut your time in half. That's a life hack. I mean, if there's no one in the drive-thru, just go to the drive-thru. But you get what I'm saying. 
Yeah, that's good. Life hack. Buy a dog so that anytime you're at a party, if you don't want to be there, just be like, hey, man, listen, I got to go. I got to let my dog out. That's actually a better life hack than what they say. And I still hate that. (laughs) It's so fucking stupid. So stupid. It'll be like life hack. If you wear boots while duck hunting, it won't get your socks wet. You're shitting me. Or just constantly order things offline and require a signature for them. In that way, and it could be like a $2 thing, you know, a dumb little fucking thing. That way, if you're at a party, you don't want to be there. Be like, listen, bro, I really want to stick around. But FedEx is supposed to be delivering a package between the hours of four and seven. And I got to get back because I have to sign for it. No, I do love those parties that happen before four in the afternoon. (laughs) But... I don't think I don't think it's gonna get you that far. You're at a parent teacher conference and they have brownies out. That's yeah. that's the party that would that would be applicable. And I really gotta get going. I gotta get going, man. UPS delivered a package any minute. The one of the funniest things uh Eric ever said, we we were at Jay Bryan's and somebody convinced us to go to this house party afterward. And uh I think it was Cooch that probably convinced us. It was that me, sounds about right. Me, Cooch, and Eric, and the kid whose house it was, he was like, yeah, we're having a bunch of people over. Come by, because he was at Jay Bryan's. He's like, we're going to all go back to the house. I got a bunch of people going on. I mean, coming over. So we're like, all right. So it's me, Cooch, Eric, the kid, and then the kid's roommate who's playing video games. And that's it. And that's it. And we're like, oh, this is so fucking awkward. <laughs> so Eric, in his sarcastic tone, he goes to me, he goes, I think I'm just going to go outside and uh, charge my phone, which is obviously a a joke way of saying this is miserable. I'd rather be outside <laughs> sitting in my car. And the kid goes, the kid that hosts, he goes, oh, bro, I got a, I got a phone charger right here. And then Eric looks at his phone and goes, ah, it's at 98% anyways. <laughs> and it went right over this it went right over this kid's head. That is a scene out of out of fucking life aquatic. Yes. That's all right. It's at 90%. <laughs> like went right over this kid's head that the reason he wanted to go outside of his car was to escape this party, not the church's phone. <laughs> Jeez. And by the way, no one ever showed up. We st- we like force fed two beers, and then we we're like, "All right, let's get the fuck out of here." Oh God, were there even like chips and salsa? No. Oh, what a fucking party, huh? Because, dude, you got to remember, this is we're at Jay Bryan's at night. This kid comes up with this idea. So this is after this is post last call. Yeah, this is not like one thirty in the morning. So you're stuck. <sighs> And you just there's don't. no food. Yeah, there's no girls. And you're getting no tired. Nothing. And you're getting sleepy. So tired. So sleepy. sleepy. It's amazing. It's amazing. So da already go to school. Grab a backpack. Got like a Starbucks. Yeah, not to completely bite that episode, but one day we do have to show the clips from the Pat Oswald interview. We should yeah. talking about his wife because it is. The most suspect thing. Oh, it's so bad. So overly detailed. Yeah. 
Because if you're innocent, you're not looking at the clock. You're not fucking. No. The only thing that you could do it is if, all right, let's say you and I were roommates. Yep. And I go, yeah, to the cop. Uh, I passed by his room as 142 because I saw he had a new poster on his uh, outside door. And it reminded me of something. I texted a coworker about it. Here's the proof. Other than that, you're not going, oh, it's, uh, yeah, I just happened to look at the clock. Perfectly fits my alibi. I got up to take a, to take a pee. I went to the bathroom. I shook my cock four times after right. I pissed. Um, then I walked out to make a cup of coffee. I looked at the clock. I know it was 142 because I looked at the clock. It was 142. Um, and then I reached into the cabinet. And I pulled out seven um, little little crispy rice cakes. Yeah, he's guilty. Yeah. He's guilty. Yep. The cinnamon ones, because I know that she hates the, the lightly salted ones. She only likes the cinnamon ones. Yeah. This is a guy who's innocent. The police. All right. Well, why don't you walk us through what happened this morning? Dude, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I woke up. I usually wake up between 7 7.30. Could have been any time between then. Um, I showered. I don't know, ate a bowl of cereal. N- no clue what time I left, but it was probably between 7.45 and 8. And I made it to work. It takes me like a half hour. I probably was there by fucking 8.20. Right. Innocent guy. They go, all right, we got to look into this. Yeah. Here's a, gu- here's a guilty guy. What happened? Um, I woke up. My wife was fine because I remember telling her of a funny story that her coworker told me that that my wife always loved. And I looked at her and she looked so happy sleeping. So I was like, I can't, I can't tell her the story now. I'll wait for her to wake up. But this was at like 6.58. Slipped on my blue slippers because they're my favorite ones. I put my blue slippers on and I went to the bathroom and I remember it was 6.54 because uh, my mom's birthday is June 5th. And she was born in 1940, so I remember thinking like 64. That's kind of funny. My wife is still totally alive at that when I when I remember that. So I <laughs> I know at that point 654 she was still alive. Um, I ended up brushing my teeth, and then I used that new Crest toothpaste, the one the ones with like the little pieces of the the mint strips. In them. Yes, because I like that one. I don't like. And then I used the green Listerine because the blue Listerine. We ran out of last Thursday, and I got the green kind because I, I told my wife when she was alive last week that I like the green one more. Yes, and, and then I remember going into the bedroom, and I know it was 7.20 because um, I looked at the clock. It was 7.20. I looked at my phone, and it was 72 degrees, and I said, that's funny. The time matches the degrees outside, and I'm, my, my, my wife is still totally alive. I could see her breathing at that point, so <laughs> definitely was alive. Uh, okay, we're going to need you to put these handcuffs on. They just on. go, sir, it's the middle of December. If anything, if you actually are guilty, act totally nonchalant. Right. Because <laughs> the over-specifications are a dead giveaway. What kind of cat was it? No gives a shit. Well, that's like how you, uh, you know someone's lying. Like, dude, what the fuck? I thought you were supposed to... Uh... I thought you were supposed to come to the party last night. Now, an innocent person goes, dude, I was, but I got up from work and I was just like, fuck that. I'm way too tired. I'm just going to put on a movie. The kid who's foolish, goes, 
dude, so I was, all right, I'm on my way there. <laughs> and I get this fucking call from my uncle. And he's like, "You something's up with your aunt. You got to help me out. Like some, some ridiculous scenario that would never happen. Yes. So Agreed. that's the key. If I were a defense attorney, I'd say, um, act like you don't give a shit. Because guilty people try to be way too cooperative. The one thing that did blow my mind is like that fucking serial podcast with Adnand or whatever. Was that yeah, 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 yeah. Like Sarah. When like six whatever. months later, they're like, what time did you get to the fucking park? And like shit like this. I'm like, I would be fucked because I don't know what I did with yesterday. Oh, yeah. I definitely don't know what time I fucking left my house on a certain day to go to a park and what fucking time I got there. And like even who I fucking saw. Yeah. I'd be so fucked. Well, the other thing, too, that um, unless you're my defense attorney. Right. Then I'm fine. Well, that's that's really the key is call a lawyer no matter what. Um, but the other thing too, I like the jury system. I think the jury system is a, uh, a linchpin on a, a free society because if, you know, it's normal everyday people that have to weigh the evidence, but there's certain things that I feel like a lot of times the jury doesn't really understand the concept of, of burden of proof. Like, so for example, even with the staircase yeah um i think very confidently that mike peterson killed his wife Mm. would would uh definitely bet heavily that he did here's why i'm not quite sure if i would be able to convict him because there's no so she died there were no skull fractures they have no idea what the instrument with which he killed his wife was. So as a juror, I'm kind of obligated to say, you never told me how he killed his wife. Because they never really did. No. They never produced the murder weapon. They didn't even tell how it's possible for her to have had those lacerations die from blunt force trauma without any skull fractures. I don't think they did a good job of proving how he killed his wife. Right. Me either. Again, I think he's guilty. Would I have convicted him? I don't I don't know. Right. And I feel like people don't really understand the uh the difference between that. No, I'm with you. No, listen. You know what I mean? I'm with you. For example, I would have convicted OJ, but I don't think he did it. No, I'm just kidding complete opposite of any logic but the michael peterson thing i don't know now the jordan peterson thing well he eats meats i eat meats joe clean your clean your damn room i love the ongoing battle on get off my lawn about so like 90 percent are pro peterson but there's like 10 percent that don't like him yeah. <laughs> and it's just a hilarious fucking back and forth mm. but um I love Jordan Peterson. I do too. I think he's just such a great guy. He's very wise. I would fucking suck him dry. I would fillet him to the bone. <laughs> That's the polite way. That's the polite way of saying it. 
the to the bone part it makes it so fucking good. Uh, uh, the funny joke with some guy at <laughs> Eric's. You know, Eric. Well, Eric's actually usually very even cool, but you know, every now and again, um, he'll be very hot tempered with a comeback if he's actually pissed off. Yes. Oh yeah. Like if someone really strikes a nerve. Oh yeah. Forget about it. Forget who it was. Some guy goes. Uh, they were talking about something. Maybe it was like who would win who in a fight or something. That was like ten years ago. And Eric's like, "Oh, I could probably, I could probably take the guy." And the, and the guy who said it was fat, I forget who it was. <laughs> and the guy goes, "No, what do you weigh? One seventy? Uh, he goes, he goes, what do you weigh? One seventy soaking wet?" And then Emma goes, "Yeah, what do you weigh? Three twenty-five bone dry." <laughs> And it was just, it was such a great comeback because he was you, the guy was using soaking wet as a like you can barely make this weight. Yeah, yeah. And it's so great to be like, well, dude, without any help at all, you're fucking three twenty five. <laughs> it was such a great comeback. Fucking classic, dude. <sighs> <sighs> well, we're approaching like the length that makes it difficult to post so <laughs> you're like we've gone over the point so this do you have any never... final thoughts that are under 10 minutes uh not really i'll just say that uh we're going to dave and morgan's wedding this weekend that's true and get this folks uh so we check in in three days the airbnb was like hey man listen uh the well pump exploded there's no running water so uh, yeah what the fuck is that find somewhere else and luckily karen found somewhere else but i was quite nervous we would not find somewhere else well that cuts it close you know thank god and i know it's a popular time but still thank god imagine having like a portsmouth airbnb in the summer and then last minute doing this we'd we'd be fucked and you can't, like, have a bunch of people at a house to get ready for a wedding with no running water. You know what I mean? No. And like you said, you can't shit or shower. No. Terrible. So. I plan to do a lot of both. I plan to do a lot of one. Whoa. hey I'm going to be showering a ton <laughs> in this fucking house. Yeah, because we all know you only shit once every five fucking days. That is true. Wasn't even nervous about the toilet paper crisis at the beginning of COVID. Yeah, it didn't affect you. Yeah. Fucking unbelievable. But um, listen, it's dot 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 tims at gmail.com. If you can think of a scene in a movie where uh, where the two characters, the two characters are looking for each other, yep. you and the audience can see them passing, but they don't acknowledge it. And you and your head are like, oh, just look behind you. Oh, fuck. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that. If you can think of a movie where that happens, let us know. Or just send us a random thought. Uh, Boo Dankus, I'm looking at you, DJ. I'm looking at you. Um, Boo Dankus, big shout out. Sam Sullivan, I'm looking at you. Yes. Um, Anyone? Ian, hello? The fucking mysterious guy that hates us? Hello, where the fuck you been? Yeah, where's he? I don't know. The mysterious guy that likes us? Where are you? Yeah, what the? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we really are. uh, It's been quiet. But we also missed like a bunch of weeks and you know how that goes. You lose listenership when that happens. That is true. So frankly, we got to get some canned episodes. Frankly, just hang in there and send us your best. 
And um, I guess that's it, you know. So now that, uh, yep. Bye. They get liquored up and okay, taken to the so kitchen. Okay, so your heart broke. You sit around moping, crying, crying. It's you say, you even thinking about dying? Well, before you do anything rash, dig this. Everybody plays the fool Everything woke Listen, turns baby, to shit. It may be factual, maybe crude. How dare you? I ain't lying. Everybody plays a fool. Yes, your cunt is in the sink. Falling in love is such an easy thing to do. And there's no guarantee that the I woke up the next morning under my bed, which I thought was weird. Cloud your mind with emotion. Everybody plays the fool. What the hell is even that? There's no exception to the rule. You know what woke means? It means you're a loser. It may be factual, maybe cruel. Life. 